All right, so disclaimer, I'm about to take you on a little bit of a journey through something incredible that I have been meditating on the past few days. I was going to make this video initially simply about this strange commandment in our Bible that talks about you're not allowed to wear clothing that has got mixed fabrics, right? And we hear this often brought up. That's something that I can explain. But in the midst of exploring this, I discovered something way more sinister and strange regarding the tzitzits worn in the first century, regarding the type of garments of the priests and regarding traditions of men that I think many of us have inherited without even realizing it. Stay tuned as we look into this. But first, let me address the obvious aspect of this scripture, often quoted by critics. Well, does the Bible really teach we can't wear clothing of mixed fabrics? Because in the book of Leviticus, we see in chapter 19, verse 19, you shall keep my statutes. You shall let your cattle not breed with another kind. You shall not sow your field of two kinds of seed. You shall not wear a garment of cloth made of two kinds of material. Right. It, it really sounds obvious, like, OK, there it is. However, here's what we need to see. This commandment is repeated in other places in the Bible. For example, we see in Deuteronomy 22, 11 as well. The ESV says you shall not wear cloth of wool and linen mixed together. Is there an inconsistency here? Why does scripture say specifically wool and linen in one place and in another just mixed fabrics in general? I want to submit to you, this is an issue of translation and that when we go and just dig deeper into the Hebrew word to figure out what is being what is the truth about this, we find that the word is Sha'atnes. And this word in Hebrew specifically refers to wool and linen. So even when if your translation uses generic terms of just mixed fabrics, there's a good chance that if you're going to if you're going to switch to the King James or a different translation, you will actually find it actually translates as wool and linen specifically. But regardless, if you dig deeper behind the surface and look into what the Hebrew word is, you will find shatnez being used referring to wool and linen. So therefore, this commandment is regarding wool and linen specifically not being mixed in clothing. We could see this as a type of a consumer protection law, right? Of because when you make a garment of wool and linen, this is even today would be considered a very cheap garment, a garment of low quality, a garment you cannot wash because because of these these fabrics are so different that when you wash them together, they have different properties and they don't react together well and they weaken and they will break easily. But apart from kind of a, you know, this the washability, the absorption, the strength and so forth of these fabrics that differ, I want to submit to you that there is something much deeper here that I want to talk to you about. You have probably heard of this claim that the reason that we shouldn't wear wool and linen is because this is what the priests wore, a mixture that is exclusively for the clothing of the Levitical priests. Now, I'll be honest with you, for the longest time, I kind of took that at face value. I, I never taught it myself, but I just, I've heard it and I was like, oh, OK, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. 
And I always assumed it to be true. But when I dug into this teaching and I just read everything for myself, I started scratching my head because as I read the commandments regarding the forming of the priestly robe and the breastplate and everything, I started realizing that it's actually not there. In fact, when we look at it, there is a mention of yarn, but that's as close as we get. Now, for example, when we look at the ESV in Exodus 28, verse 6, and they shall make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and a fine twine linen skillfully worked. Okay, so when you look at this, it's like, well, okay, fine. You know, we have the ephod made of gold, blue, purple, scarlet yarns. That must be wool. And fine twine linen mixed, wool and linen, skillfully work together. But when you actually go and you look at the Hebrew words used, the word used there is not for, for yarn, is not what you may think. It's not wool. And in fact, when we look at the NAS, NASB translation, they're being a bit more honest with us when they translate and they say it shall be, they shall also make the ephod of gold, violet, purple, and scarlet material and fine twisted linen, the work of a skilled embroiderer, because they recognize that it wouldn't be appropriate to insert wool there, as some translations do, or even simply say yarn, but they have resorted to simply say a material. They're not sure what it is, so they're playing it safe there. And the King James continues and simply also says, and they shall make the fart of gold, blue, purple, and of scarlet and fine twine linen with cunning work. So the question is, where does this idea come from that the priestly clothing had a mixture of wool and linen? Because this is a big deal. If this is true, then this will have dark consequences. And if it's not true, it will have dark consequences too. Because the only place that wool is mentioned regarding priestly garments is in the book of Ezekiel. And he and God specifically comes and tells them, do not have wool in your priestly garments when you enter the Holy of Holies. He says in Ezekiel 44, 17, when they enter the gates of the inner court, they shall wear linen garments. They shall have nothing of wool on them while they minister at the gates of the inner court and within. So at this point, I'm pretty confused because when I was looking at all of this, I'm like, okay, well, the book of Ezekiel tells the priest to not wear any wool going before God. But yet the Temple Institute, they're all about making sure that everything is right, for example. And the Temple Institute of Israel have ruled that wool and linen is going to be part of the high priest's clothing because that's what they believe it was. And then I wondered, well, where does this come from if not from the plain reading of Scripture? And then I realized it's from the Talmud and that Jewish tradition is actually where this comes from. It is strange that God would come and tell us that the Ezekiel temple that is coming, the priests need to ensure they have no wool. If that was what he instructed them to do before, why would there be a change unless there never was a change? 
unless the original instruction was as we read it in the original language, simply that there is gold, violet, purple, and scarlet material and fine twisted linen, with all of these materials being being linen, because linen can make up a yarn as well. Linen can be twisted as well. Linen can be used in many of the same ways that we would think of wool being used as well. There is nothing stopping this being made of pure linen that is dyed. What if this is actually because this idea of wool coming, being promoted by the Temple Institute be, is actually a tradition and nothing but a tradition? What if this has gone so far into Orthodox Judaic beliefs that we haven't even questioned it We've just taken it at face value. But what if we have to question it? Because if you think about the consequences of this, you will find it bleeding into the first century. You see, if we look at the commandment regarding the zitzit, right? The the garment that is that Israel is to put on themselves that identifies them as God's people to remember his commandments. That garment that Jesus had worn when the woman grabbed it when she was bleeding that fringe of his garment. You know, we read this in Deuteronomy 22, 12. He says, you shall make yourself tassels on the four corners of the garment with which you cover yourself. Okay, so now what's really interesting about these tassels is there were there were tassels found in the Bar Kokhba caves that date back to the first century. And these tassels had wool and linen on them. I want to read to you this from the JPS Torah Commentary on Numbers by Jacob Milgren, New York, the Jewish Publication Society, he said, the earliest rabbinic sources, perhaps dating back to biblical days, taught that the zitzit are shadnats, a mixture of wool and linen. In fact, white linen cords and dyed woolen cords were found in the Bar Kokhba case, proving that the rabbinic teaching was actually being observed. So the explanation here by the rabbis is that, well, look, God allowed the priest to wear wool and linen. Therefore, because we are supposed to be a nation of priests, we can put wool and linen in our zitzits. And so this tradition we see was definitely alive in the time of Yeshua in the first century when we find these zitzits with wool and linen in the Bar Kokhba caves. But if the commandment strictly tells us to not mix wool and linen in any of our clothing, why were these zitzits containing wool and linen in the first century? When we ask the rabbis, they answer with an interesting answer. We see, for example, Rabbi V. Cohen presents the issue of Shahnetz in his book Zitzit V. Tekelet, and he, stayed, he says, as stated in Deuteronomy 22, 11 to 12, you shall not wear wool and linen together. You shall make fringes on the four corners of the garment on which you cover yourself. He says the agency of the negative prohibition against wool and linen and the positive commandment of Zitzit is mentioned in the Talmud, and he's, Rabbi Eliezer cites this case as an example of one of the rules of interpretation, namely that a positive commandment, zitzit, overrides a negative commandment, the wool and linen. So to just break this down, in short, 
they believe that because the case is that the instruction against not wearing wool and linen is given, and right thereafter the instruction regarding the zitzit is given. Therefore, because the zitzit clothing instruction is a positive commandment and the do not wear wool and linen together is a negative commandment, that that allows the zitzit commandment to override the wool and linen commandment and therefore the zitzits may now be made of wool and linen. Like that is their explanation. And so when we get to the first century, as as we see the Bar Kokhba caves contained, we see men having worn woolen linen tzitzits. So at least thus far, we have these beliefs of that the Temple Institutes, for example, promotes that woolen linen was wear, worn by the high priests. And then we have this belief that woolen linen can be worn in the tzitzits. But then ultimately, where is the support for all of this? Some of this reminds me of what Yeshua said. You abolish, you make void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and many such things you do. Mark 7, 13. In my studies, I was quite surprised to find that Karite Judaism actually holds the same view that I was discovering. See, while the rabbinic Jews today maintain that the Shad Nas was permitted in the case of the priestly garments, in other words, they could have mixed fabrics in their priestly garments because they believed that the white fine linen was interwoven with purple, blue and scarlet material that was wool. While the Karaite Jews maintains that the purple, blue and scarlet material must have been made of linen, not wool. Since the Torah prohibits wearing garments made from combinations of wool and linen. The Torah does not state from what materials the purple, blue and scarlet threads were made. This is a conclusion that was reached by the Karaite Jews because they do not hold to the Talmud in the ways that Rabbinic Judaism does. And so I want to submit to you that I'm not the only one. Many others have started to come to this same realization throughout history. Those who do not hold to the same rabbinic traditions of men have rejected this notion and held to the idea that the linen was what was within the priestly garments. I guess the, the big question would be, what did Yeshua wear? Like, when he was there and the woman was going to grab his zitzit, did he wear zitzits made of wool and linen? Or was it not a mixture? So I don't know, but it's an interesting thought to have for that, that healing to spring forth, the, the healing that's in his wings that has been written about in the scriptures. And then the other question that we need to have is, where did this idea of of wool and linen in the zitzits come from in the first place, having it been common practice perhaps in the first century. It's interesting because we actually have the famous medieval Jewish scholar, Maimonides, right, regarding this. And he describes ancient pagan priests 
that they used to wear wool and linen together while practicing the occult and idol worship. The irony in all of this is that the very commandment where God says, do not mix wool and linen in order for God to teach Israel a spiritual lesson of do not mix with the nations is the very commandment that at least in the first century, Israel went ahead and mixed. They went to their zitzit, the very garment that they were supposed to be using to show themselves as being different from the nations, they made them the way that the nations would make their priestly garments, their pagan priestly garments. And then when you look at now what the priests started wearing too, they started mixing wool into their garments as well. And they were to look set apart, but in the first century, we know Yeshua took issue with them as not being set apart, as being mixed with the world, as doing things the way that the world does things. The irony that, oh, that is here is just astonishing. And I want to submit to you that there is a reason that when we stand before God one day, the book of Revelation describes it to be a certain way. And he says, Revelation 19:8. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. The fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. When we stand before God, we're going to be dressed in fine linen. We're not going to be dressed in wool and linen because that's not what he told us. And so just as that high priest enters the Holy of Holies, the, the face to face, if you will, with God, and he is in his pure linen clothing. So when we are face to face with God one day, when we, we this day which we are approaching, we will also be in fine linen clothing. See that picture, that mirror that is there when we are fully restored back to everything that was lost to us. And so for that reason, yes, this is important. It is important for us to not mix with the world. It is important for us to not mix, 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 but to be set apart as he is set apart. Jesus, throughout his ministry, right? Yeshua goes forth and explains all of these different parallels that always have to do with do not mix. Does fresh and salt water come from the same spring? And he says, do not. I wish that you were either hard or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out. Or he goes forth and he says, um, what fellowship does light have with darkness? He makes distinction between the clean and the unclean, the wheat and the chaff. Are you going to look like the world or are you going to be different? To reject the world and look different from the world means that we will be approved of by the Father. When we accept Yeshua, He will accept us before His Father. If we reject Yeshua, He will reject us before His Father. And we will reject Yeshua if we care more about what the world thinks. And when we try and mix Yeshua with the world, instead of saying, this is the world and I will not go that way. If this has blessed you, subscribe to this channel for more videos just like this one. I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.